Welcome to another episode of the Art and Science Punks. This is a podcast where two lifelong learners talk about art, science, engineering, technology, and the like how we play with those things in our lives. And well, if you're curious about checking us out on Twitter, we are art and we are art science punks. And well, I'm one of your hosts, Rob Stenzinger, and with me tonight and every night is my amazing art and science punk partner. Hi, I'm Kate Stenzinger. Hey, Kate. Uh, well, we have a topic to talk about tonight. We do. I'm yeah. excited to talk through this tonight. I think this is going to be really fun and interesting for folks listening. And it's, uh, it's this combo of things of in the, in the service of planning goals, we have, well, first, looking back. Yeah, reflection. Yeah. Uh, because then once we, we've somehow accomplished enough of that, we feel prepared to look forward. Well, and I think it's important, too, and I know that you talk about this in your other podcasts, too, in, in Lean Into Art. You guys talk about the importance of reflection. And I think it's it's just a great life skill to have, um, to, to spend time kind of thinking through um, whether it's, you know, um, something you're working on in your life, like changing a habit or a behavior, or it's a project, you know, um, what worked for me? What didn't work for me? And what did I learn? And where did I grow? I think um, it helps with some of the mindset stuff, even Mm. Um, having that flexible mindset to look back and say, you know what, when this year started, I didn't know how to do X, Y, and Z. And it was, or it was really hard for me to do X, Y, and Z or, you know, behave, whether it's a behavior or a skill. Um, And then looking back throughout the year of, of what did you accomplish and what worked and what didn't. That's really interesting. It it is seeming it does seem to me that it's both a behavior and a skill because in order to use it, you have to have that sort of natural habit in order in order to engage in that mm-hmm. versus then then the task itself is wrapped up in a bunch of different uh, practices and skills that can potentially serve the outcome of well, having some insight where you feel informed to proceed right absolutely that's interesting so when i said behavior and skill i was actually thinking of something a little bit different but Mm. i think it's cool that that you pulled that in and 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 made that connection what were you thinking i was thinking um so whether i said a an intention that i'm gonna learn to ice skate this year this Mm. is going to be the year i learn to ice skate so like that'd be a skill Mm. or a behavior i'm going to um eat better or i'm going to exercise more um those kinds of things I'm going to read more. And so I was thinking about those kinds of commitments that you make to yourself in that goal planning and what the benefit of reflecting on that would be. Mm -hmm. So you took it to kind of a meta place, which I think is really cool. Well, that's a bit of a habit, but also the, um, the reflection itself. Yeah. To choose to bring that into, um, you know, some kind of personal strategy to help, um, make it more likely that you'll see the outcomes that you're intending with goals, right? Where, where the goals themselves are yet more skills and more, um, let's see. Yeah, that's yeah. there. I guess it goes both, uh, in both directions. Um, yeah, I agree. I think it's both like inward and having that to apply it, but then also in what you're seeking to get to. Right. I agree with you. I also think we are people that, 
love goal planning and mm-hmm. love reflection. And not everyone falls into that camp. Um, but, mm. I, but um, you know, it's something I think that has been a part of our lives, you know, for as long as we've been um, together, we've, we've done goal planning and we've done um, some, you know, reflection. That is true. And uh, before we dive into this approach, I have a uh, a surprise question. Oh, I kind of flew right past that, didn't I? I kind of jumped on in. Oh, you have a surprise question. I relates. love it. It relates because okay. uh, my question is, um, let me get it, give a bit of a setup. So we described this practice and also we're doing this in the context of a podcast that well, we, we want to, to share things that we've learned, things we've tried and see how that can connects with other people. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it doesn't take any, there, there is no prerequisite. There's no certification board to say, well, I show my, my, uh, I've got my podcast papers and now I get to cross the podcast border and record myself and put it on the internet. That maybe we should have that. Well, <laughs> no, yeah, right. I'm totally kidding. I don't believe in that. Uh, I, just, I think it'd make a good video game, but yeah, not in the real world. Right? There you go. Yeah. So, right. Because, you know, great to um, get everyone's voice out there. It creates a task to have to filter all that stuff. But hey, you know, better that than the alternative. So what sort of is your... um. Mm, What's that set of labels or criteria of readiness that have you saying, well, this podcast mm-hmm. thing and what we're about to cover even as this topic, either way or mm-hmm. both, sure. where you're like, yeah, this is, this is my jam. This is why I, I, can, I can help here and I've got something to share. Where, what are those parts in your brain? Hmm. I think... Well, one thing that I had said before or alluded to is is for as long as I've known you, we have done, um, for this topic in particular, we've done goal planning and we've done reflection. So, you know, many years of experience and growing and learning through that, I think is one thing that makes me feel like um, I've got the credential or the street cred hmm. um, to kind of sit down and, and have this conversation and, and put this podcast out. And I think... That's sometimes true in the podcasts we do. And I think in other areas we do um, tackle um, topics that are newer to us or um, things that we maybe don't have as much experience with as we Mm. do this. And I think for me anyway, that's just um, opportunities for growth and our willingness to be vulnerable in front of an audience. Mm -hmm. And I think that to me is um, something I'm, I'm, I don't, the word's not comfortable, comfortable is not the right word, but um, I think is valuable to mm. be able to bring um, to a podcasting audience. Um, so, I mean, so essentially just the raw fact of saying practicing in public, sharing your journey, that's it. That, that, those are the credentials. And that's, that's cool because I, on, on other podcasts I've done, I mean, there's, you know, we typically will list some things where we're like, yeah, this is, this, this is what I've done. And I, I like this other angle too. Yeah. And also, um, 
wanted to ask the question too, because, uh, because I know you have so much uh, amazing experience that it would be easy to, to just point to. Sure. <laughs> well, what do you think? I mean, how, um, how would you approach it or, or how do you look at it when we sit down to record each week mm. um, from a credential so when I'm giving experience. a talk, right? I yeah. think I, and, and I just recently advised, advised someone that they were about to go give a talk and they did not have a, a an about the speaker. Um, oh yeah. Pause or moment or slide. Right. Sure. And because they happen to have a deck, a deck driven talk and you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And, and I've, mm, there's a, this this is totally debatable right but like there's a school and i think an uh with reason like a durable reason to to that that's trust it's audience trust sure. where it's like um i'm here from this realm i've have these experiences or acknowledgments or something sure and because of that like yeah this is an extra signal that i think we are well met in this exchange of information. You know, I guess I would agree with you when, when you're, when I go and cause the same, I do the same thing, right? If I'm going to go give a workshop somewhere, I do have more of my um, professional air quote, professional credentials listed. And I, I feel like that is important because typically when I'm giving a workshop there, it's, you know, at a conference and there are, many workshops for people to choose from, right? So they can come to mine or they can go to someone else's. Mm. And so for me, it's establishing, here's, you know, here's what I bring to the table. Here's what my experiences are. And I guess I see the podcasting world a little different Hmm. um, where people can download our podcast or not Hmm. and decide if they like the content. And it doesn't have to be based on the degrees I have or the, you know, um, licenses or credentials that I have. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's my thought. Um, And I do think that we work in our experiences really well. And I think experience is a a huge driver. Absolutely. And so thank you. Yeah, that that covers it. I I wanted to dig at that a little bit because it's it's fun to take this different approach. And also, um, as we like to do it's fun to also question it and get a deeper understanding and speaking of questioning and getting a deeper understanding what 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 does that look like when we are doing our um our looking back and reflection like what are what are your what are your approaches well i'm going to answer the question a little differently than what are my approaches because what i'm going to tell you is what i've learned from you Um, through doing reflection because my approach to reflection um, historically has been to kind of I would say more emotionally look back and just kind of give myself a a rating or a grading on what I accomplished or didn't accomplish in the year and that can really be um, tainted or colored by you know the most recent events Right. So maybe if we do this activity in December, I'm not remembering the successes that I had in February and March. I'm just thinking about, you know, maybe a stressful holiday season. And therefore, um, that's kind of coloring. And you have really brought more of a scientific approach to some of the reflection where um, and I'm going to kind of turn this on to turn this around on you and ask you to kind of speak to some of the 
the more concrete or data gathering um, methods that we've used in more recent years that I feel like have given a more accurate picture um, or maybe a more holistic picture because the emotional piece is important too, right? If I feel like I was unsuccessful in um, the goal that I'm always unsuccessful in, which is I would like to meditate more and I never (laughs) seem to find the time to meditate more. Um, But um, I think you've brought more of a data-driven approach to that. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Well, I think some of it is data and some of it is emotion because um, but I, I can appreciate there, there's a distortion effect of my recent experience and that's okay, yet I know it's also blinding me to maybe incredibly useful things I tried months right. ago that I don't want to just leave those and walk away from them or forget and or entirely forget because I've temporarily forgotten. Sure. And I know that I can solve that. Um, and so that creates a sense, a sense of like, I, I need to go save my own experience. And what I'm experiencing now, I feel valid and comfortable with, but yet I know there's this, there's this, uh, sense of, um, not that I have to somehow preciously save and observe every little thing, and it's all right. No, then your brain would be very tired. Butterflies that I've got to pin perfectly in these <laughs> shadow boxes that then I hang in this mausoleum of whatever. It's not that hyper precise, but it is driven for a a deeper narrative, a deeper story, and finding the the stuff that I know that. Because because my brain being what it is, it's this this the earlier filters. stuff is hidden. And it's, yeah. Well, and it filters, right? You remember the big highlights or the big lowlights? At least that's you know kind of what <laughs> happens for me. Oh yeah. And you know, so taking some time, and I think that's the big piece of it, right? We actively take time to sit down, um, and we sit together in the same room, but kind of each individually, kind of going back through our calendar or our journal. Um, and kind of making a little bit of a, you know, it can be as simple as a tick sheet on, you know, what things happened in different um, areas that we were focused on for the year. So I actually, I did, I went, I feel um, somewhat pleased, but also somewhat daunted by the process that I took last year. You went all out last year. um, More extreme than I typically do. And I ended up doing a blog article about it, which I will put in the show notes, but I call it my experience inventory. And if you think about the kinds of um, the the signals of stuff that you've done throughout the year, you likely have a variety of places that you've naturally captured this stuff. Right. You know, whether it's a journal or um, maybe you use an application like Day One. We love Day One. Yeah. And it, and all of a sudden you've got like this, you know, a whole bunch of journal entries and maybe it's stuff like your, your Google calendar or your email or what have you. And I went across and, and for me like Evernote and et cetera, but that's a whole nother episode. Like, <laughs> I went through all my things where I naturally capture information and I went through and I, then I, I captured, um, it's like I was digging through a vast library and, 
purposefully staying a long time and making sure I captured a lot of references to experiences. Right. You really cataloged every experience and, and almost rated them all on different kind of measures. Not almost. You really I did, did me- <laughs> measure them all, rate them all on different measures. And so this is a little extreme, but I, I did rate them based on like what, what I felt their effect was on me, what, the, what I felt their like just, just emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sentiment, but then uh, what about how they, um, how they had an effect, like my estimation of their effect on who I was trying to serve or who yep. connected with that? Yeah. And then a bunch of other attributes. I can I, I collected about four thousand attributes on like a few hundred uh, experience events. Yeah. Yeah, that is a little daunting. Yeah. My method was much simpler for those listening. <laughs> my experience inventory was more tick marks, and um, but it was really cool to watch you go through that process because, I mean, and we even sat down and talked about some of the different categories you were were um, cataloging. Um, and that you were tracking and because um, you were kind of talking about, you know, what was the the expense to you from a time perspective, from a dollar perspective, from a, you know, just time with the family perspective, you know, a lot of those different categories mm-hmm. as well. Because, yeah, some things take, you know, are, are investments that take me away from other yeah. other um, other things. And. Yeah, anyway, that was a bit extreme uh, where you can just sort of capture a few post-it notes looking back at a calendar and saying like, well, what happened in January? Yeah. Capture a few thoughts. What happened in February? And then et cetera. Well, and I I will admit, I used my calendar and I also used my day one journal to kind of, you know, give a little bit more color to what Mm -hmm. was happening. But yeah. But in the end, you had like an approachable like... Yeah. List. Yeah. And some data to really um, pull back from where, and I think this happened for you too. And I, I, I should phrase that as a question, but you know, oh, I feel like I failed on this particular mission or this particular in, intent that I set. Um, mm. But if I look back at, you know, the data, oh, gee, I really did think about this work. Um, you know, several times throughout most every month, but maybe one or maybe two. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot higher success rate than I think I would have given my credit self credit for had I not taken the time to do the experience. And I don't know, what did you, how did you feel when you came to the end of your um, massive cataloging and looking back and reflecting um, on your year with that data in front of you? I felt, um, I had mixed feelings. I mean, it, it was, uh, the, the process was a bit too exhausting. And, uh, as an experiment, I feel good that I tried it and I don't intend to repeat it exactly this year because it was, um, I think I would do, um, essentially a lot lighter version of it where maybe instead of just a list, a list with like a couple of other ratings on it, Yeah, just like, you know, not just, okay, what happened, but how do I feel about it? And maybe another measure or two, but like, instead of, I had like 14 or 19 different measures on everything last, uh, for that other experiment. And, um, so, you know, mixed feelings as far as the process, but yet I felt, I felt pretty informed about like what happened that year. Like I broke through forgetfulness and you know, what happened in the bubble of the last month of the year. Right. 
I think it's a cool it's a cool process, and I, I do encourage you to kind of find a, a lighter version of it because I think I would like to take my version and have it a little bit more in depth. You know, there's kind of some happy in the middle place, um, but I think the um, the message that I hear us kind of both saying is that this reflection exercise is very valuable. We find more value in it when we're using um, using data from our year as opposed to just kind of sitting down and, and thinking through reflection. And it's, well, and it's multiple things. It's, it's not just saying that the emotions have to take a, you know, you sit down emotions, go away or whatever. I mean, it's not doing that at all. It's, it's being more inclusive and holistic saying that, uh, the, the events and, um, and the emotions both matter. It's like gather, yeah, gather, gather the data and, um, how did you, how did you feel about it both? Okay, so we did a lot of thinking about looking back. Yeah. And at the result, at the end of this, looking back, you will have amassed some kind of uh, reflective journal, spreadsheet, or notes, text file, bunch <laughs> post-it of post-it notes. <laughs> Who knows, right? But there's something, and then from that something, you might use that or choose to use that as far as looking forward in where, where are you trying to shape next? Absolutely. I think that's where some of the most fun of the looking back comes is, is you see your accomplishments and you say, what do I want to do next year? Or where do I want to take this? Mm-hmm. And even when there's things that I've completely flopped on, I'm like, you know what? I'm carrying that one forward because I did these other things. I know I can move forward. Yeah, and there's times where it's like, well, that one mattered to me. This one did not matter to me as much right. as I thought it did during my planning process last year. And either way, it helps keep me uh, informed and I, I get to continue to be an active player in the feedback loop. Yes. So next, I think we want to talk about that whole looking forward process. Looking forward, yep. Yeah. For next time. You could call it goal planning. You can, as long as that doesn't give you a rash or make you itchy because it's a lot of fun. And I think what we do and the way we do it, you know, it's, we talk about setting intentions. We talk about goal. We talk about setting goals and setting intentions, Mm -hmm. but also just how do we want to approach the year ahead? And I think it's a lot of fun. I, yeah. Okay. So I think we'll have to cover that next episode. Absolutely. I think that's going to be great. That's awesome. So, well, uh, we are the art and science art science punks on Twitter, and I am your art science punk co-host Rob Stenzinger, and I'm Kate Stenzinger. And you can find me on Twitter at Rob Stenzinger, and you can find me at Twitter at Kate Stenzinger. Awesome, and we'll catch you next time.